your craft, your skill, your talent is not your self-worth. Being praised for your talent is not validation of, oh, I'm good. Applause is an indicator that you're doing your job as an artist. And your job as the artist is actually to move the audience, to emotionally take them on a journey, to be vulnerable and share your emotional experience so others can have an emotional experience. Hey there, I am Stevie Manns, a musician from New York City and the host of This Next Song's About. This is a podcast for songwriters and music fans alike. And in this podcast, I plan to take you behind the scenes for a closer look at how musicians write their songs, what their career's like, and I'm going to try and uncover some of the secrets of the industry with experts from across the nation. Now, I am so delighted to bring you a new series of This Next Song's About, and I have uncovered some amazing artists, coaches, producers, and more. And we're going to get stuck into some really hard topics so we can help you grow and develop in your own artist's journey. Now, before we get into today's episode, I want to tell you about a couple of offers I have this season. Now, I've started a Patreon for the show which is so exciting. But you can, of course, continue to listen to the pod for free right now, wherever you're listening to it. But by signing up as a patron, you can get behind the scenes access to these episodes. You'll get early access to these episodes, video interviews of these episodes, downloadable tip sheets from our guests. You'll even have the chance to ask them questions and so much more. And if you sign up before February 13th, you will be in with the chance of winning two special prizes. So listen to the end of the episode to find out how you can get your hands on these very special treats. Now back to today's show. Wendy Parr is a multi-award winning songwriter, world-renowned vocal coach, vocal producer, speaker, educator, and so much more. She really is so impressive. Her 20 plus years in the music industry have given her the skills and influence to be hailed by many as the artist's secret weapon. She coaches artists like Regina Spector, Sarah Borelli's, Paris, Ingrid Michaelson, and many more. I invite Wendy to talk to me on the subject of collaboration. How can you be a great collaborator so people will want to songwrite with you, have you in their band, lift you up, and keep inviting you back? We find out it's not as simple as just being able to write a good lyric or a good hook. So sit back, grab your favorite hot beverage, and enjoy the show. Wendy Parr, hello, and thank you so much for joining me on this next song's about. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you. We met a few years ago. I feel bad that I don't remember exactly when it was. It was probably, I'd say, three or four years ago through Angela Ilya, so who started this next song's about with me. Yes. And I went to one of your artist circles, and it was yes. such a tremendous experience. And we'll come on to that. But I would like to ask you, first of all, how you describe yourself and, and your business. Sure. I'm a holistic artist coach. So I really work with the artist on who they are as a whole person. As a vocal coach, you know, people come in the door often with goals they want to accomplish or issues they're having that they need to address, fix, improve upon because they're on tour and they're losing their voice. Or it's usually a vocal thing, but sometimes there's, how do I say this? Well, the reason I went from calling myself a vocal coach to an artist coach and a holistic one at that is because it's never just about what's happening in the throat. It's never just about the voice. And working with professional artists, I'm looking at people, you know, dealing with 
having hit songs, having success, being lonely on tour, mm-hmm. worrying about what they're, what happens when something does go wrong and then they start losing their confidence because they can't trust their instrument. So the voice is mm-hmm. really our vehicle, but if our vehicle is not functioning, then we start losing confidence and managers will say, oh, I think it's a confidence issue. And I'm like, mm. it's not like suddenly they lost all their confidence. They're having a physical issue, which is creating an emotional and mental one. So dealing with the whole artist is what I'm about. And and the structure of my business as well is really my goal is to help artists be empowered and live lives that they love, mm-hmm. right? That they create art that they love and they have a life that they love. So we need to address all the aspects. Like, what are you creating in your music? What are you creating in your social media? What is your experience like when you're doing an interview? And why why do you not like it? So let's look at how we can make this a better experience for you. How, how can we empower you? So it's really addressing everything with the artist to help them just have more fun again mm-hmm. or increase the fun. <laughs> <laughs> increase the fun. I love that. I think all of these things that you're talking about, when somebody's coming out as a songwriter, they're starting up, you know, they just have to figure out everything for themselves. Totally. There's no manual on this and there's no manual to help yourself emotionally through this. There was something that was on your website and it was you teach artists to operate from a healthy sense of self with integrity and authenticity. And that healthy sense of self is something that it's a conversation I have very often in terms of how do you not be too hard on yourself? Where's the right balance? So I think it's such an interesting and you've cornered a, a unique position in the market with this, but for mm. such genuine and authentic reasons to help people. Absolutely. I, I came up and I lost myself as an artist. You know, mentors that I had steered me really incorrectly. Also, you know, I could say my personality. I, you know, I remember being five and giving up the piano because I wasn't great at it and I had to practice. So I was a five-year-old perfectionist, right? And where did that come from? Ah, I can look at all the reasons. Some of that's probably my character. Some of it's the way I was taught, raised, things I learned, things I saw. But I lost the fun of singing for myself. I got off track. I was a, quote, really great singer, but my heart was like locked up Mm. way behind my voice. Like voice out here, heart back here. and, And they were not connecting. And so I had to find my way back. Like, how come I don't like this thing I love so much? Yeah. You know, and there are times, a few times in my life where songwriting became, I, I had existential moments. I'm like, why am I making music? What, why does this feel so bad? And then recognizing that, oh, the music that I was seeing or what people were coming in the room with, like everyone was really writing clever and interested in writing a hit song, but people weren't being vulnerable. And I was like, oh, that's why I don't enjoy this. I only want to be in the room with people who are vulnerable. Clever writing is cool, but if it doesn't hurt me, it's like, oh, that doesn't hurt. When it hurts, I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. that, oh, that's, you know, I'm like, David, that's the, my favorite line in the song. It just hurts. And you wrote it. Oh, I love it. But if someone's writing clever and I'm like, I get clever, I don't get heart, you know, then I, that's when I'm like, oh, that's okay. Here's where we're going off track for me. Yeah. And so the artist circle, that's how I started the circle was, you know, I'm a primary resource for so many people. And I realized you're all going through the same things at different places in your journey, sometimes overlapping, but you don't know that other people are going through it. And if I can connect you to each other, you're going to have a support system. You're not going to feel so weird and all alone and know that, oh, this isn't a me issue. This is a creative issue. Or, oh, this is a This is something that happens for people when they're on tour. This is something that we deal with as artists. So I started the circle to bring creatives together to really become a support system. You know, there's a reason Mm -hmm. why 
communities exist, why we, you know, we don't exist as hermits. And we learn from each other. We, we're here to champion each other. And, you know, when a five-time Grammy winner is talking to someone who's coming up and sharing with them, hey, this is what happened to me. This is what I did when that happened to me. This is where I went off track. Yeah. This is how I got myself. We're going to save people a lot of left turns, you know, or we're going to save people some pain and trouble. You know, life is full of challenges, but if we can clear the road a little bit and championing, champion one another and create a network of relationships that become collaborators and long-term friends, even better. Mm-hmm. No, completely agree. Thinking back to the time that I came to your artist circle in New York, and I remember the, the place where it was because I think I've since gone back. Was it Jiva Mutt? No, it wasn't actually. I think that was near. That was uh, the Shala. That's right. The Shala um, Yoga Studio. Yes, that's right. I knew it was a yoga studio. But I remember being in that circle and I felt very uncomfortable. I think it was one of the first times I have been challenged in that way as an artist off stage and been asked some very uncomfortable mm-hmm. questions. And I remember, and I saved the que- the answers to the questions on the, no- on, on the notes app in my phone. You really asked some hard questions. I kind of thought you'd, kind of, you know, you'd go and you'd sit there and you'd say hello and everything else and some nice little chats and have a cup of tea, that kind of thing. But no, no, this was some really hard homework that you gave us. And I very much appreciated it. And I was able to tap into water some of the things that are holding me back in my own artistry water and and I think you know I personally had a lot of guilt with regard to how I promoted my music because I have a day job and I have a day job so that I I have a visa to live in this country and I have a I wanted to come to this country so that I could do my music so this is sort of Mm. a weird circle of things for me and so being in that that room and with so many different types of artists it wasn't just musicians there were different people who were there with with different um what's the word not modes uh with, with different Thank you, with, with different artist disciplines and it was so interesting to see that oh wait we all share these same challenges regardless of you know whether it's songwriting and we can still very much connect it wasn't like oh I, I that's sort of that's just sort of a photographer thing I don't quite get that this was it was very very similar um so it was it was a really unique experience for me so that which I'm very much appreciate I'm so glad I think that having people of different disciplines gave people other viewpoints, right? A, a songwriter sees the mm. world with a certain set of eyes and a photographer, a different set of eyes. So we actually get more input and information when we talk to you know a variety of creatives, but also in that space, for example, Mike Nelson in New York, everyone that worked on his last EP and collaborated with him, he met at the circle. Oh, wow. From the music director to the producer to co-writers. Mm-hmm. And again, that is one of the main purposes as well is really creating, um, this is your team, right? This is your support system, your think tank, your teammates. And, you know, that is my goal is to create a great community that, that says support each other and that can grow together. And I love what you said, you know, you were out of your comfort zone because, you know, when we learn a craft, and we're doing business, there's a lot of courses that like most people's focus is, you know, okay, how do I earn money at this? You know, how do I do the next step, the next step, the next step? And I think the same is often, it was my experience. I think school has probably changed, Mm -hmm. but how much education do we get in how to manage life? How do we manage our emotions? How do we manage our emotional literacy? How do I work the business as a human through hard knocks and through surviving, through learning hard lessons that we grow, which I don't think that will ever change in life. But I think we all need more support in the process of dealing with the challenges of a music industry career or a creative Mm -hmm. career. 
just having that emotional support, I think is also really essential. And there's lots of courses on, you know, how to build your fan base. There's nothing on like, how do I work on um, breaking through my resistance? How do I, and we're going to talk about collaborate. Like, how do I work with a team? How do I work with my team, my professional team? How do I make sure I don't lose my voice when I'm in the room with powerful industry people? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Definitely. And what, you know, one thing that I think keeps coming up for me with a very close friend of mine is how do I not put my self-worth into the success of my music? How, do, how does that not define me? That's definitely something that keeps coming up as more of a sort of secret conversation with artists. It's never something that is discussed in an interview that we want to put out there. This is very much a thing of like, oh, we talk about it between ourselves as artists, but we don't put it out there, uh, which I think is a really interesting topic and, and think something I'm really always interested to dig into with people. Mm. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that there's so there's so many factors to success, right? I mean, right now, most artists, you have to try to figure out how to get your way through an algorithm on an app to be received, right? That's not, that has nothing to do with your talents. Like, we're working within an industry that has, there are always gatekeepers. Now the gatekeepers are different, right? But your self-worth is, you know, this goes back to my first course and foundation, first conversation I have with artists that your craft, your skill, your talent is not your self-worth. Being praised for your talent is not validation of, oh, I'm good. Mm -hmm. It's applause is an indicator that you're doing your job as an artist. And your job as the artist is actually to move the audience, to emotionally take them on a journey, to be vulnerable and share your emotional experience so others can have an emotional experience. So, so if we're seeking validation, mm -hmm. uh, that's, you know, reading your reviews and the good ones make you feel good and the bad ones make you feel bad. Um, that's not what your art is for. Mm -hmm. You're valid because you exist, you're human. You know, are, I mean, I think a person's worth is their kindness and their integrity. That's the measure of a person to me, but success obviously feels good. And I, I want people to be successful. So it's a matter of if we're not receiving the accolades or we feel like if we see like we're not moving forward, then it's a question of adjusting. Okay. I'm making my art. It doesn't seem to be resonating. I know I'm being vulnerable. Maybe there's something in the part B of this, which is how is it landing? Am I missing some skills so it could land better? I know that very successful artists, it takes time to figure out the configuration of your band that translates your studio recording to a live performance and lands with the audience, right? That's not a validation of, did I lose it? Did I lose it between the recording and the live? Did I lose all my qualities? No. But mm -hmm. sometimes that can be arrangements. That can be the configuration of a band. That can be, oh, what's happening with me live on stage? Am I hiding now? Or am I, how can I connect more with my audience? So there's so many parts to it to look at. So there's always, how can I improve? How can I grow? How can I adjust yeah. so that I can land with my audience? But that's separate from, am I doing my part of moving the audience and separate from my valid as a human being? Mm -hmm. Well said. Yeah. And I, that there's there within that is my pull quote. So thank you so much for that. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's Stevie. Thank you so much for listening to This Next Song's About. Whether you are brand new to the show or to me, or if you've been listening since the very beginning, all those years ago, if you like what you're hearing, I would love it if you would share it with another songwriter you know. My mission with This Next Song's About is to help serious songwriters like you improve their skills and hone their craft. So if you feel inspired, please share the show with another songwriter that you know 
send them to thisnextsongsabout.com or simply share your favorite episode with them. It would mean a lot to me and I hope it would improve their life too. Now, back to the show. Um, okay, so let's come on to uh, the, the, the topic of today's conversation, how to be a great collaborator. Mm. So we were talking about topics to to discuss and um, I, I love these sort of how-to episodes because they can, you know, it's very, it's very much on, on brand with what you do. So we, we sort of, you touched on a couple of things when we were discussing this and it's how to be a great collaborator in a writing session and also how to be a great collaborator in a band. And the two are obviously very different things. And um, I think it, I find it really interesting because I think it shifts the focus from how to be a good collaborator in a co-write versus how to co-write, mm-hmm. which I think is really interesting. So, so tell me, what are your thoughts on how to be a great collaborator or perhaps, you know, maybe start with why is it important to be a great collaborator? Is it a producer? Yeah, this is a big topic and such a valuable one. Um, mm. You know, we're not hermits. We're not designed to be hermits. So I think as we found over the last year, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we are social beings. We are community beings, and collaboration is, you know, such a beautiful way to grow. There, there are certain ways that you can grow on your own, and you need to like focus on yourself to grow. And then there are other ways that you can only grow through partnership, relationship, uh, intimacy. So collaboration is so valuable for growing, you know, um, as, a, as a person, growing as an artist, for sure. So for me, the first thing to, you know, if I'm hiring anybody, if, if anyone's like going to hire you to go on tour, first is just be a good hang. Like, are you cool to hang around with? And that does not mean you need to be the class clown, but somebody on the tour will be, you know, someone's going to be the class clown, someone... I know that uh, on Ingrid Michaelson's tour, Ali Moss, who I coached and who now is a wonderful vocal coach and she's a beautiful artist and she's on tour with Ingrid Michaelson and she's the mom of the tour. She's the grandma on the tour. Like she like helps kind of take care of and wrangle everybody together. And like, that's just part of who she is. She's, she dots the T's and crosses the, whoops, dots the I's and crosses the T's. She would correct me. So, you know, everybody's, role like you need the family takes different dynamics right Mm. so the first thing I would look at is you know how am I to hang like do I hang like how can I be a good hang and a great question to ask with that is you know what do you bring to the table and there's your skill sets right okay I'm a songwriter I'm really strong at melody I'm really strong at lyric like there's those that aspect but what about you as a person like what are you abundant in are you abundant in humor are you abundant in kindness are you abundant in emotional literacy? Are you abundant in historical facts? Like, oh, I'm a really great cook. Like show up with knowing what you are abundant in and offer it up. Like participate in all the ways that you can as a person, mm. because that's, it's you that's showing up. It's not just your musical or songwriting skills or your musical skills. It's also the whole of you. So if you're aware you know, again, there can be a five-time Grammy winner in the room, but if you're aware, hey, I'm a great cook and I'm funny and I'm going to make sure that I allow myself to show up being fully me, you don't have to be intimidated. The other person's going to bring what they bring. Yeah, that's such an interesting point. And likewise, when you're collaborating, recognizing what other people bring and letting those people shine with what they bring, like let their strengths come forward. Mm-hmm. I remember when I started working with a band for the first time and I initially put this pressure on myself of, I need to know everything. I need to be telling them exactly what to do and everything else. And I was like, I don't, I'm not a lead guitarist. 
I'm not a drummer. Like, that's their thing. They can create and I get to choose. Like, totally. if I'm kind of the boss and I decide, you know, it's my song and I decide what direction it goes in, that's my job. Mm-hmm. Like, I ask them to do their thing and then we think about what works best together and then we all decide that way forward. Yes. And then everybody actually, like, gets to be magical. Like, they get to bring their magic. You know, if you mm-hmm. if you try if we try to control everything in the collaboration, you're actually going to shut people down, right? So the end goal, the end product mm-hmm. won't be great, and the experience together won't be great if someone's trying to control the whole thing. You know, so you've got to like the whole fun part about collaboration is the ping pong. So when you let someone bounce back with their talents and their skills and their qualities in abundance, their genius, you're going to have much more fun and have a higher mm-hmm. vibrational product at the end. You're going to have a something that really shines and within a a great collaboration i think as well it requires a lot of trust and vulnerability for that ping pong a hundred percent a hundred percent i think i think that you know especially as collaborators like we get to learn to be better humans you know that we get to learn to listen be more accepting so as an example i was on a project and first day and the first day was the red flag that should have been could have been my uh this isn't working i gotta go um, but I stayed in longer and the same problem that existed from day one just got worse, right? But day one, we're collaborating. I'm there as a songwriter. I'm there as a coach and vocal producer. And the producer just kept nixing my ideas, just saying no to them first. And so I said, hey, can we have a conversation? We went in the other room and I said, you're saying no to everything that I suggest. And if you've hired me to come in and write. If you say no to everything, I I can't write. And uh, really what you're doing is shutting down my creativity. And if you shut it down, after a while, I'm just going to not be here anymore because there's no point in me being here if I'm not contributing. Mm -hmm. And they said, oh, no, no, I don't, I don't mean to say no, but uh, you know, I just need my ideas heard first. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So what happened over time was eventually, you know, not only my ideas were, you know, again, there, it started to weave, it started to work, but eventually like that, that problem kept showing up, right? And to the point where I said, I'm done because this isn't fun and it's got to be a good time. It's always got to be a good time. You know, I think that collaborating and saying yes to anything is, do you like the people? Is it a good time? Are you challenged? Are you going to grow? Are you respected? Will you learn, get in over your head a little bit? It's very important to get in over your head. It's how we grow mm. at the same time, knowing that you can deliver when you're, in over your head, you're like, ooh, this is going to challenge me and I'm going to rise to this. I'm going to, I'm going to bring excellence to this. I'm going to bring my fullness to this. And on the other hand, I worked on a project and the first day was, I said, so what are, what do you want from me out of this project? What, what are the expectations? And they said, oh, I just want all your creative talents. Like anywhere you want to put your hand with your creative ideas, I, I'm interested. And I was like, love this. Mm-hmm. What a contrast. Right. And I still set boundaries, you know, on that project. It was like, oh, would you like to do the score for this? And I said, oh, that would be amazing. But I have my hands full doing the soundtrack and all the songs. And I did, you know, get to contribute to ideas for casting. I did get to give feedback for editing. It was a film. But I said, I think it would be better for us to hire someone who does film scoring because like I'm already doing music supervising for the first time in my life. And we're writing 11 original songs and I'm producing them. So I think it would be wiser for us to have someone who does just that. You know, again, I want to deliver with excellence. Those two jobs at the same time, I don't think I would have delivered 
on both of them as well. So, mm-hmm. but I love that the invitation was, we want to collaborate with you in every way we can. What a mm-hmm. wonderful atmosphere to come into. So I think that being a good collaborator is knowing your strengths, um, always growing and challenging yourself, mm-hmm. and then recognizing other people's strengths and encouraging and supporting them to bring those to the table so that, again, you're both rising and rising and, and you're elevating one another. Saying yes and. Mm-hmm. It's a great practice to say yes and. When someone comes in with an idea, um, mm-hmm. I've definitely mm-hmm. had a number of artists, particularly artists and songwriters, say to me, oh, writing with you is so fun. It was like the most free time I've had. Like I felt so free and unafraid to write with you. And I wrote, we wrote a really honest song. Again, I think a lot of times you want cuts. Everyone wants cuts. So people are kind of focused on writing what could be the single for the record, but they may not be writing for the artist. And that vulnerability is what does the artist need? What does the artist want? What is, would the artist say this? Was this their vibe? Because we want to write for them when we're writing with an artist and not just, oh, but this is smart. But would the artist say it at the end? Like, mm-hmm. I know a lot of artists, number one complaint is people aren't really writing with me, for me. And it's hard to be vulnerable in a room of strangers when everyone's kind of have a, has an agenda other than... Write a hit song. Yeah. So I think the yes and, like letting the ideas come out, letting the ideas come out, letting the ideas come out. And then when everyone gets excited about an idea, ooh, ooh yeah, that topic feels really good. Let's run with that one. You know, and not shutting down with a no, no, that won't work. No, that, you know, no just stops the process. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's a cool idea. What if that was the bridge? Or what if we like flip the interval? Like just yes and, yes and. Take an idea and then add to it. Take an idea and put a twist on it. Take an idea and take it further. You can always readjust. Like I'll often ask, well, what happens if we try this? And then we'll try it. And I'll be the first person to say, oh, no, no, my idea is not, it doesn't work. Let's go back. No problem saying that. But I had to hear it to know, right? Yes, and say yes, and to things, and and again with that, know when you need to say no. Like, nope, that's out of my strength, or oh, that won't be. Yeah, that's not going to be the best way to go. So, yeah. how about how about why don't you we want to play the keys on this one because I think that that like would really feed the song well. So, no is very powerful as well when it's used as a way to move things forward, not to shut them down. Yeah. And I think what you said there about like, let's try my idea, but then go, do you know what? That doesn't work. And I think that's a really good point of leaving your ego at the door. Hmm. You get in a room with a lot of musicians and there's always a guitarist who's like, hey, let's let's do a solo here. And like, it might not, <laughs> it might not suit the song or the part, but you know, that's the way that they make their mark on it or something. But uh, you know, when you're in a room of good collaborators, that doesn't happen. That's right. And we've definitely heard it, like leave your ego at the door. But what does that mean? Like, how do you do it? And again, I think, being confident in who you are and what you bring to the table helps you do that. Knowing mm-hmm. that you don't have to like be the center of everything. You just need to contribute uh, to a great experience. And then again, honoring other people's talents and magic so that again, together you make something wonderful. Mm-hmm. It was one thing that you mentioned earlier and you gave that example and you pulled the guy aside and said, Hey, can we just have a quick chat about this? And you had an uncomfortable conversation. And I think that's something that I don't think necessarily happens as often as it should. Mm. For And as an example of like a friend of mine, um, well, former friend, rather than have an uncomfortable conversation with people, she would just not text them back for the next session. She would just move on to another artist. 
Right. And subsequently, obviously, it's a small circle right. of people. You end up running out of artists to work with or who want to work <laughs> with you. <laughs> That's so true. It's funny. We were, I was talking about this with someone today that human beings, as a general rule, we struggle, I think, to communicate. And a lot of people, we didn't learn really good communication or we didn't learn boundaries. I have been practicing boundaries for a number of years because I grew up without them completely, you know. But it is part of like adulting mm -hmm. is, is just learning to communicate and communicating is this is how I feel. This is what I need. This is what works for me. This is what doesn't. And at the same time, owning your stuff is part of that communication, right? When someone says to me, hey, you know, when you did this, this, this is why that really bothered me. And I can own that and say, oh, yeah, that was not my intention at all. I can see why it would upset you. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm so sorry you were upset. Wasn't my intention. I'll be aware of it. And then adjusting. This is adulting. You know, everything, don't take it all personally. And at the same time, be responsible for your side of the street. So yes, a lot of people don't communicate. I think a lot of people, you know, we learn mm -hmm. by losing a gig or not getting that return call and then kind of slowly trying to fix, you know, maybe it dawns on us later that like, oh, maybe I dropped the ball here or maybe that's, oh yeah, I kind of, I was being pushy there. Maybe that's why. And so we learn through self-reflection, but as a coach, as a coach, sometimes I get to, you know, prepare people for those things and, and give them a heads up, but also as an example, okay, actually for myself, I was able to say that because taking care of myself in the situation is essential. I, I'm here to do my job. And if I can't do my job, I don't want to be here or, you know, we, we need an adjustment. So taking care of my well-being in the situation as a human and creative was, is, is essential. Um, and I said it kindly, you know, it wasn't like, hey, you, you know, so, um, mm -hmm. uh, you know, valuing myself and making boundaries is something we practice. So I think learning to do that can help you have that conversation and being willing to be fired is part of that. Wendy Moten, we had a conversation about this and she talked about that, that, you know, she was actually fired. I believe she said four times working with Julio Iglesias and was rehired back. And each time she was fired, it was because she valued herself and said no to something that was not okay for her. Like, mm. no, that's not acceptable for me. And it was reasonable, right? It wasn't outlandish, you know, but it was her valuing herself. And then the team valued her to say, we respect that comeback. So I do think though, that that might be the case sometimes. Like you have to be willing to be fired to stand up for yourself or be valued. And again, we also have to be aware that like, I'm not saying F you to the world. It needs to be my way. That's not, the, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> Adult conversations recognize, you know, it's such an intimate thing we do songwriting, artistry, music, but you also need to show up as a professional. So, you know, everybody knowing your personal business isn't always the right thing in a professional setting. You know, it's like, Hey, that's not, we're here to write a song. You know, I, I had that happen in a writing session where someone was like really just mm -hmm. not present with me in a session and we'd written before. So I was like, Hey, you okay. You know, they really got very inappropriate with me and were like, and clearly they were going through something in their life. And I was just like, Hey, I'm, I'm here to write with you. Like, that's what we're here for. If, if we need, mm -hmm. you want to do this on another day? Cause you need like personal time. Totally. Okay. I'm genuinely yeah. asking you if you're okay. Cause you know, we've had a few sessions, like you seem a little out of sorts. I, I care as a human being, but we're actually here to do our job and write a song right now. So it's, again, it's that there's some boundaries there, you know, of being a professional and 
you know, everybody, you telling all your life challenges to everyone in the room Mm. to get sympathy or to get people on your side, like that's not professional. And it's not vulnerability either. A hundred percent. That is not vulnerability. Vulnerability is expressing the feelings that you're having from the situation you're going through and putting it in the song. That's the vulnerability. Mm. Put that in the lyric, put that in the music, put that in the, in the emotional performance. No, exactly. Coming in and like dumping your stuff. That's not appropriate collaboration experience for people. It, it actually makes people uncomfortable and you're making them responsible for, you, mm-hmm. for, for your emotional that's interesting. Life. That's an interesting point about the boundary between professional and friendship or, you know, because you can be these relationships that we have as artists, they do cross mm-hmm. over into friendship. You know, my um, my bandmate, Erica, we are like we're great friends. Mm-hmm. And yet I know yeah. that I can trust her in a professional relationship and I know that I can trust her to say yes or no to me about this is good or this isn't good. So we've built that trust. If you are still working on that with somebody who's a right. new contact for you, you're friendly with them. I guess that, you know, you've got to to set those boundaries yourself. Yes. Yes, you do. And as you said, it, you know, you've built that trust. Trust takes time. Trust takes mm. many experiences together. So you build the trust and now you're friends and colleagues and you're able to be both. Um, and that, that takes time and respect and honesty. You know, just as an example, I'm, I'm doing a, I have a writing team right now that we're working with for an artist, a Latin artist, and there's three of us. And our writing sessions just always start with an amazing conversation about what's happening in your world, what's happening in life. And we'll have a very deep conversation about life. Nobody's dumping. Nobody's like, here, hold my pain for me. But they're like, I'm struggling with this. Or, oh, I've been learning this about myself. And, oh, well, I've been doing this. And we just get on an incredible conversation for a good hour. And, and during that time, you know, I'm actually writing down a bunch of stuff, things that each person has said that I think are amazing Mm -hmm. lyric lines or ideas. And, and after this wonderful conversation of just us talking about uh, what matters to us right now is really what that conversation is. Like, what are we thinking of? What are we emotionally going through in life in this moment? I'll say, Hey, you know, I feel like there's three topics here, but this particular topic that we've been just conversing about feels like a great idea for Mm -hmm. a song. And and here are some of the things that we talked about that I think we could go into. And then and then we'll look at the song ideas and pick one of them, or if that one resonates. And then we're like, ooh, I love that. And then we'll start pulling from some of those lyrics and then write new lyrics. It, but it comes out of this wonderful conversation of all of us just being present with each other and vulnerable with, here's what's going on in my life, or here's what's going on in life that I'm growing from, learning from, challenged by. And that's the vulnerable. And then we write something we all care about together from it. It's very special. Yeah, it it is. I, I've I've certainly had a couple of co-writes myself that I've I've certainly loved, enjoyed, and and I have felt very close to somebody coming mm-hmm. out of it because you are sort of sharing, and it is it is a, a tremendous experience. And by the way, that like super vulnerable conversation turned into an upbeat, really fun song. <laughs> it wasn't like mm-hmm. oh, you know. <laughs> And you know, quick quick aside there, you said you were doing something for a, for a Latin artist and you were working with, with three folk there. Was that, did that end up being a, a, a Spanish-speaking song? Yes. It did. Do you, are you fluent? No. I speak oh, very so I bad Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> I was just curious whether you, like, how, how you do that in, with, a, you know, with a, another language song. Um, so I've, I have been writing with a few Latin artists and it's a wonderful experience. Um, so 
there's three of us and two people in the room are first language Spanish, you know, and I come in with melody. I come in with writing like lyrical ideas that then go to become Spanish. Mm -hmm. So I'm writing the, the concept, the idea in English, and then they're writing it in Spanish. And I'll often, I mean, again, I speak bad Spanish, but I'll often hear like, if they're saying, Oh, what about this line or this line? I'll be like, I love the feeling or sound of that line. So sometimes just the sound itself, I'll be like, Oh, I want, I want more of that to be the pre-chorus. That feels so cool. Is there a way for us to make it a, a repeat? So the final lyrics, Spanish lyrics, they're in charge of, but the, the final lyrics and the, the writing in Spanish, they're, you know, taking the helm on, but lyrical content, thematic content, melodies and, and arrangements and stuff were, I'm very a part of, and we're all doing together. And it's really fun. It's just, it's really fun. Yeah. And it sounds interesting as well that you are, I'm sure many people could have gone, Hey, I don't speak Spanish. I can't do this job. But you've gone, hey, I know what my skill set is. This is my skill set. I can do this. Yes. So I think that's really cool. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, listen to what people say to you because, and in fact, you know, great exercise is to ask, ask people that you collaborate with, ask five of your friends uh, individually, how would you describe me? And what do you think my, my gifts and talents are? And where do you think I could use some improvement, like room for growth? And mm -hmm. because listen to people, for example, I learned, you know, um, from a number of rights and from hearing this feedback over and over, um, oh, you're really good at, at keeping us like on point with the theme of the song. Like you don't let us just put anything down and now the idea of the song really changed. And I heard that over and over that like, oh, I'm really mm -hmm. good at like keeping the song on track, so to speak. And I went, oh, okay, I do that. So I'm not afraid. In fact, I feel more confident to say things that will keep us in that space because, hey, that's, those lyrics are amazing, but thematically, like that changes the entire story. Do we want to do that? Or if, if this is our story, right. then the way that's being said, needs to, we need to adjust that. So, but I heard that from people a number of times. Mm -hmm. You know, I get, in, I get asked a lot for, to be, to, for writing lyrics. So that's often what I'm brought in the room for. And I'm a strong melody writer, but if the artist is also a strong melody writer and it, they're the singer, I'm going to let them take more lead on that because they're the singer singing their own melodies. Um, and then I'll contribute, yep. but I'm not taking like, Hey, my melodies first. <laughs> no. So what are my strengths? And therefore in this group of people, which ones need to show up more and which ones can hang back a little bit? Yeah. No, that's wonderful. Like Wendy, I think we've had so many nuggets and pearls of wisdom. Think gems of, of or or rocks of wonderful value of all descriptions. Um, can I add, so I'm, can I I'm add really... one more thing? Oh, I think please. I this is so important. It's something I knew that I wanted to make sure I said today. Mm -hmm. um, one story I did want to share is that I think it's also important when we look at collaborating in life, again, knowing what your strengths are. Like we all have an idea of like what we want in life. Oh, I want to be the, the, I started out as an artist. I started working when I was eight. I had no idea I was going to be a coach. No idea I'd travel the world training voice teachers. No idea I'd, I, I love filmmaking. Didn't know I'd do, get a chance to be a music supervisor. So I think that, you know, when you, you aim for a horizon, let the world also open doors for you and run through them that were surprising and unexpected. Because as an example, you might want to be the lead singer, but you get an incredible opportunity to be the sideman in a band. And that could be the joy of your life. You know, so knowing again, all those skills and talents, 
you know, maybe you end up doing arrangements for somebody and you're like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. And now I'm doing arrangements for this film and now I'm doing arrangements for that. I said yes to something with my skill set and it's opened more doors for me. So that's part of collaborating too, is not just keeping a narrow field of vision for what you think your success is mm-hmm. or what you think, where you think your life should go, but use all your skills to say yes to different things that are fun for you, that challenge you. Um, and watch how more amazing your life can be. Yeah, that's an. Int- I would love to come on to that another time. Just talking about saying yes and I guess in your own life, and then seeing what can happen from that. When you know you're thinking, this is what I want. I want to be an artist. If I deviate from this path, is that mm. the right thing for me? Does that mean that I failed as an artist? You know, that's that's an, a whole nother topic. I would love to talk to you about. It is. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> It really is. I think it's such it's such a big topic that one. I think we've we've really touched on a lot of things here, but I, yeah. I wanted to just close out with something that you you actually said earlier. So you said um, success comes when you're in over your head. So dive deep. I love that quote. It's on your website also. Um, and you know mm-hmm. you said that that's when you know when you're in over your head. That's when the biggest growth comes. Mm-hmm. What has been one of the sort of biggest growth periods, I guess, or, or growth lessons in your life? Oh gosh. Good question. Is that a hard question? Yes. Now there's just there's a go on back. There's a you. lot of answers to it. You know, over time, like I've lived several lives. Mm. One of the big big ones that I'm still in actually has been this last year, where I've developed and uh, I've developed online courses that I've been wanting to do for a long time, and now the first one is out. We're working on the second and the third, editing and such. So really, it's been taking my business into a different. Um, it's a different business. You know, I'm not, I'm, I've been a one man show like, Oh, you come to my website. Oh, cool. I think my artist would love to work with her manager calls me or an artist, you know, is referred to me, calls me. Um, whereas now I have these different offerings. And so I've learned about funnels and I've like, we're designing a whole new website because my website actually has to function differently. It's like rebuilding the store. Like, you know, when you walk into the store, it looked like this for so long, but now we have all these different uh, things that we need people to know exist. So we have to change the whole layout. So it's been an incredible, sometimes palm to head <laughs> experience. Also so fun. It's hugely educational. There's just so much I'm learning that I've never done that isn't my forte necessarily, or just is a learning curve. So that's been a big thing is challenging myself to expand my business and go into territory I've never been. Uh, and I'm still in it. But what feels really good is we're on the ship. It's on the ocean. We're sailing. We're, 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 we're moving. Like I can feel the current. It's happening. And there's just a lot of choices to keep making. There's a lot of you know movement that's going to happen. Again, that, that shoreline is probably going to be shifted a little bit. But it's a good feeling knowing that things are moving. And knowing that I've made it through a lot of challenges that I've, you know, I haven't given up. I've found support. I found a mentor. I've put a a small team together that's working with me that, and that too, like learning Mm -hmm. to work with a team that I've never done before. Like I know how to work with a team in a musical room, in a studio in, oh, this is a team for business endeavors. Okay. How do I do this? How do I encourage them? How do I get the best out of them? How do I, how do I get everyone working as a team? You know, and and I could feel it when it happened, when there was this wonderful, uh, we'd all be passing the ball to each other and moving things forward. I'm like, ah, oh, this is so nice. Go team. So if I were to summarize, let me let me take that long answer and summarize it. 
one of the biggest growths for me has been learning to take my skills from music and apply it to business Mm -hmm. to challenge myself to learn things I didn't know, ask for support, seek out books, mentorship to educate myself, move myself through hard struggling times of like frustration and feeling like I'm spinning my wheels and then looking for solutions to not spin my wheels. Mm-hmm. And the joy of the success of like, again, working with a team and, and working, being a great leader to others in, in, in another way. Um, so that's been a big challenge and a, and a lot of fun. And I'm still in it. Awesome. Great answer. Thank you very much for sharing. So, Wendy, if people want to find out about you and, and your offerings, um, tell me about what you're currently offering. Mm, so basically, I've created an artist development path and there's a there's an online course available right now. And then there are other ones mm-hmm. that will be coming out on style, developing your style, on on charting your musical recipe. Like, for example, maybe you're not sure about what your musical st- sound is, or maybe you're on your fifth record and you want a new sound and you don't know what that is. There's uh, going to be an online experience just for that. And then there's a live class with me that's a small group of professional working artists handpicked to take a journey together. And that's called Blueprint. Uh, right now, it's called the ride, <laughs> and again, this is all part of my growth as an entrepreneur. We're you know rebranding things and changing things, um, but that's a six-week course on authentic branding. It's who am I and how does that translate to my sound, my persona on stage, my artwork, my merchandise, my social media content. How do I take my artistic vision and implement it everywhere? And a lot of artists aren't clear about their vision. Maybe they're they know what their music is, but they don't know their persona. Or they hate social media and they're like, oh, okay, well, what are other people doing? How do we make something go viral? When it all comes from you, when it's all created from a space of like, this is who I am and this is how I want to share myself in the world and this is how I want to impact people, uh, you're going to create experiences that you enjoy, which is the most important thing. And then the audience that digs what you do will resonate and find you. But you've got to enjoy what you're doing on the daily. So that's what this course is really about. Uh, it also creates. Um, a think tank and a support system for working artists and creatives. So they come out of that course with a growing network of artists to collaborate, friends. And then in that group, like, you know, it's the artist circle, it's filmmakers, it's videographers. Two artists that met on my course are getting married in the fall. Love it. Yeah. And I put them in the room together because I was like, ooh, they're going to click. Like knowing who they are, I'm like, I think they're going to click. And as it turned out, they really did. So is your next business going to be matchmaking? It's only happened twice in my life so far that I know of. So, you know. Well, could be lucky number three. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. That's it. Um, so, yeah, the, if you, my website has everything. There's there's um, a lot of free offerings on there as well, things that you can just, you know, download, watch, get access to. And then there's really great artist development, things that I do with Sarah Bareilles, things that I do with Marky e. Basie, Things that I do over time with artists, I really put into the courses to help people have access to grow and learn from, you know, to shorten that struggling time or, you know, know the questions that you need to ask yourself to get the answers you're looking for. I think that happens a lot. People actually don't know what to ask themselves to get the answers. That's an interesting point. I like that. 
All right, Wendy. Well, um, all of that information will be in the episode notes. So if you are listening and you want to find out more, just check out the episode notes from today's show. Wendy, it has been such a pleasure speaking with you. I feel like every time I, I, I come in, into contact with you, I'm somehow enlightened into something else. And, and I, I really, really enjoy it. So thank you so much for, for coming to talk to me today. Well, thank you. And that's, you know, what you just said to me is the meaning of life. You know, that I get to have a positive impact on others is super meaningful. Mm. So I appreciate you saying that. And I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity. Wendy Parr, thank you so much. Thank you. We'll see you soon. Wendy Parr, artist coach extraordinaire. I thought there were more pearls of wisdom than an oyster bed in this episode. <laughs> Wendy's details are in the episode notes, or you can just go to wendyparrr.com. Now, as I mentioned at the start of the episode, I am giving away two spectacular prizes for new patrons who join between now and February 13th. The first 10 patrons will receive a Zoom call personally from me, of course, but that's not the exciting prize. The exciting prizes are a Shure MV7 microphone, as I have recently partnered with Shure as an affiliate for this podcast, which is rather exciting. And the other amazing prize is a six-month songwriting masterclass on Patreon with award-winning singer-songwriter Eli Lev, who you may be familiar with from this podcast. This access includes how-to videos, live sessions, behind the scenes of Eli's songwriting processes, and a monthly one-on-one -on -one co-writing session with him personally. Now, all you need to do to be in with a chance of winning one of these special giveaways is to join This Next Song's About as a patron by going to patreon.com forward slash this next song's about. That's patreon.com forward slash this next song's about for as little as $3 a month. Details and links in the show notes. Whew, that was a lot there. Well, if I do say so myself, that was one hell of a way to bring back the season. And I will be back next week with another wonderful and inspiring guest. I'm Stevie Manns. Thanks for listening. <laughs>